Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam storytelling podcast, where we share short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. Where are your hosts? Christina Kishbot and Cassie Soliday. So it's been a, uh, about a year since we did season four. Yeah. And wow, pandemic really kept going. And we're yeah. still in it. It's so insane. <laughs> we're still in it. It's uh, definitely one of the most um, persistent things in my life. Yeah, I've learned a new meaning of consistent. And <laughs> and There's a real I'll- sense of commitment going on here. And <laughs> I think a lot of us haven't really had that kind of commitment before, you know? Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's definitely made me have to like uh, reevaluate a lot of things in my life and how yeah. I commit things. Exactly. Like if I can commit to my craft or my marriage as much as COVID is committed to the world, <laughs> I'll be golden. <laughs> I know. We'd all be in much uh, mental health, better mental health states, I feel like. Yeah, it's so but true. Whatever. <laughs> And say all these deadly viruses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. So, but there are there is some good news. Uh, like, give it to us, Christina. What oh. things happened to you this past year? Well, this year, twenty twenty, was good for me professionally because I was able to write two freelance episodes on the show that I am script coordinating for a uh, mirror royal detective for season two and oh, really good. <laughs> thank you oh wait did you read my second one great <laughs> thank you um, <laughs> um and yeah they're super fun um and it's my first writing credit on a television show um okay. hopefully the first of many well the first and second of many and um <laughs> It's been, it was just like really surreal. I remember I got like the first check for like the, I don't know. I think it was like the outline or something. And I sat on my bed and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm being paid to write. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> um, and my boyfriend got me a, a Disney princess um frame to put around the check uh the not the check but the statement and it says dream big princess and it's so cute and it's on my wall so sweet yeah a gift for you like he knows you so well i know he's the best (laughs) he's the best that's fantastic and you're also writing pilots and developing some shows to pitch too yeah, um, me and my uh, one of my writing partners, Jared, are re- we're we're doing um, revisions on our pilot Centennial Land, which Cassie's read a few versions of, it's and really good. Um, we I think we've finally got it to a place where we like can really envision it and finally even like think up some art and stuff for it, um, and make an actual pitch deck. So we're pretty excited. That's going to be great. Yeah, Yay. I've spent a lot of my year uh, writing pilots and, and trying to develop some ideas to go pitch. I definitely wish 
when I was a script coordinator that I had done that more. Like I had two ideas that I was working on the scripts for, but I wish I would have thought bigger, like in terms of like completing the pitch packet or deck. So I was ready to go when I, when I got a manager. So I love that you guys are doing this and uh, yeah, get it out there. Yeah. And Cassie, be ready to read it. Oh, I'm ready to read it. <laughs> Always here for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, it's been really good. My I have some features that I'm uh my like big year resolution was like because I live in one act land where I write one act of a feature and then I never come back to it. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I love this as a term, one act land. That is so one act queen. Is one of those features the one about that one woman who like stole uh, eight women? Or I forget, but it was so good and I want it to be real. (laughs) Stole women? Eight women, like stole their life source so she could be beautiful. She's like vampire. I forget the name of the person. Oh, Bathory. Countess yeah, Bathory. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Cassie. Oh, my gosh. Did I tell you how I revamped it? No. Okay. I'm just going to say this. Very general. So no one steals it. <laughs> um, But I will tell you <laughs> that it takes place in the 1980s now. Oh, yeah. You did tell me this. Did I tell That's you so exciting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I remember very now. excited about it. Um. <sighs> I'm so excited about it too. So, and I have like a few other um, features that I'm currently working on, but it's been actually a very productive 2021 to be honest. That's good. So hopefully that'll keep going. And then Cassie, you've been like writing on Puppy Dog Pals for well, like two years, but I had freelance scripts before that. And um, yeah, so I got asked back for season five, which is what's in production right now. And uh, I roll off soon, which is really scary. So that that fear consumes me at the moment. But it's been so much fun. And yeah, I, d- I don't know, like it makes so much sense why a lot of people want to write for TV. It's just mm-hmm. it's just fun. Like it's a lot of hard work. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I don't know. It's addictive and it's just pure. <laughs> I just oh, for love sure. it. Yeah. I'm saying pure a lot tonight, but I mean it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the theme. Pure. And Cassie, if you guys like follow her Instagram, she has these little charts that she posts of her progress on her pilots. And it's very inspiring. Oh, good. Because I totally like, well, not that I forgot to do it in February, because I started in January and I wrote a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. But in February, I got so slammed at work that I didn't write any on my personal stuff uh but yeah I'm back to it now and I'm posting I'm posting them again and uh yeah they're good it keeps me accountable too yeah for sure they're awesome and like also it's like you're not it's not the pressure of sharing what you're writing specifically but being able to share that you're being productive can be really um inspiring for other people who might feel like they're in a rut or whatever yeah for sure yeah a few people have reached out uh and like some of them like aren't known for writing or like they don't tell anyone they're like I think I might share my writing (laughs) or start doing this and I was like I had no idea you were writing scripts like that's awesome yeah I do have to say that like uh, and I think I have it like noted at the bottom of the uh 
of the template, but uh, I definitely like stole the, a, a version of this from uh, Hannah Horans and Caitlin Kunkel. And uh, they write like novels and stuff. So they have like a word count, but like for scripts, it's not like we have to reach a word count, which is why it's like pages. But uh, yeah, it's so, you're right. It's so inspiring. And it, every time I saw them post, I was like, God, I should be writing too. Yeah. That's awesome. Writers yeah. inspiring writers. That's amazing. <laughs> which is why we're here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why we do this. I don't know how many of our listeners are actually writers. Maybe they just like stories, but uh, we appreciate that you tune in and uh, that you like it. Yeah. And I'm ready. Me too. Me too. Uh, Okay, so out of practice. (laughs) But last week, unrecorded, I dared Christina to write a story based on the theme drums uh, to kick off season five. Woohoo! Okay. And did you write it? (laughs) Is it everything you dreamed it would be? (laughs) I did write it. And I'll just do a quick disclaims right now. It's very personal, very intimate look at a certain part of my life. Oh. So. Um, okay. <laughs> is it like autobio or is it based off something in your life? It's and fictionalized. Like, it's it's not fictional. It's a snapshot of a moment in my life. <sighs> I love it. I can't wait. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm going <laughs> to mute myself so you can go. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. All right. His heart beats in my ear as he lays next to me. My head on his chest, I breathe in deep. It's strange to think his scent used to be so unknown. Now it feels like it's always been my comfort, my aromatherapy of choice. His left hand rests flat against my back under my shirt. His finger drums lightly, absentmindedly on my skin. From the first, his touch is my idea of splendor. Beneath my head, I feel him move slightly and I look up at him. He smiles as he goes to kiss my forehead, but I move to catch his lips instead. I'm pretty greedy, so I lower my head for a forehead kiss, too. If anyone else was in the room, they wouldn't hear him say, low and quiet, love you, babe. I return the sentiment and smile to myself as I lay my head back down. Four years together like this. Four years of miscommunications, fights, and terrifying moments of the unknown. Four years of hard talks, of striving to understand, of growing stronger after every storm. Four years filled with laughter of lovers who have become best friends. Kisses and embraces and passion. Put all of these highs and lows together and in the medium is this. The simple moment of watching TV in bed us at our most mundane. And it means the world to me. We always end up here. I shift and sit up now. He naturally follows my movements and lays his head against my arm. He calls it the most comfortable place in the world before he gives it a quick kiss and lays his head upon it. He will likely fall asleep there. And when I get up to use the bathroom or take out my contacts in an hour or so, I will find a perfect outline of his ear red on my skin. There's still a lot to learn and a lot of unknowns. And does one ever truly understand the depths of someone else, even in the deepest of love? He's pretty great at reading minds, but neither of us can tell the future and see what incredible joys and excruciating lows await us. 
and it's scary as fuck. But right now, it doesn't matter what happens in the future, we can't control. Right now, his heart is mine, and mine is his, and they beat together as we lay in bed. Like drums they beat. Drums of triumph, drums of war, drums of passion, drums of celebration. May they always beat side by side. Damn. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's so personal. Ah, I was, I like was trying to come up with something like, oh, I don't know, drums and some story about drums. <laughs> and then I just kept thinking of like a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just led to this. And at first, when I started writing it, I was like, this is really personal. Should I? Should I use this? And then I read it to Nader, my boyfriend, and he was like, oh, absolutely. That's one of the like best things you've ever written. Aww. And um, and he was like so proud of himself. He's like, no one's ever written a love poem about me. <laughs> <laughs> but- oh, my gosh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and I can't not say that it wasn't inspired by Taylor Swift, um, folklore type of writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been listening so much to her, um, folklore and Evermore st- uh, albums and, um, that kind of language and how she expresses like these kind of moments and love and stuff. And so a lot of like the inspiration for it came from that kind of language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could, I could definitely see the influence there, but I did, was not thinking about that when you were reading it, which is oh, good. also good. Yeah. And I've listened to those over and over again too. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just like, I wrote a few uh, slight lines down where like in your opening about like uh, the scent and the head on his, on uh, the head on the chest and mm. it just like whoa <laughs> and then yeah. the finger drums lightly on my skin <laughs> I don't know I also just love the idea of mon- of something so mundane being a mm-hmm. moment of splendor like you wrote like because mm-hmm. that's so true like because definitely in relationships you can have you know down moments but really high moments too and sometimes those high moments are like really <laughs> mundane like that like Ooh, it's just comfortable yeah. Yeah, uh, so mm-hmm. I love that just being comfortable being able to be just exactly who you are and silent with someone else is a it's a joyous moment and um I think a lot of you know media and culture says that love has you know romantic love always has to be exciting and oh you're yearning all the time and blah but it really Mm -hmm. isn't like for me and I've had to come to learn this um, after how many years I've been, well, four years. I say it over and over and <laughs> it's four years. Um, <laughs> uh, <Remember>. <laughs> <laughs> um, after four years of being in a serious relationship like this, um, that it, the, those moments are like the most important to me in hindsight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, being with someone for like, what I think this is going to be our six year married. Like we've been together eight years total. Yeah. (laughs) And 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, because, you know, in the beginning, you're just, like, so in love, and there's this, like, burning feeling yeah. where you just want to be around this person, like, all the time. Yeah. But that, like, evolves over time because you are around this person all the time. But it's, like, a different kind of uh, love. Totally. And, like, yeah. I can't – I feel like I fall – in love over and over again in like small moments or small looks and it's and it's and you don't always feel those things but when it when you do you're just like yeah this is this is accurate this is where I'm meant to be and who I'm supposed to be with so yeah yeah, I love that I uh there's this psychologist um online who I love named Cheryl Paul she talks about a, a lot about relationships and um relationship anxieties and stuff um she's incredible and she had this quote i think it's i'm gonna say what i think it is okay (laughs) just probably not exactly but um uh real love isn't like the fancy ice cream sundae the beautiful ice cream sundae it's actually oatmeal it's solid it's like warm and nutritious and sometimes mundane but if you sprinkle you know a little sugar in it it becomes this you know like very comforting meal and um so I love that like the idea that love is oatmeal (laughs) it's not this like it does it's not this crazy like oh it's a cake or it's like ice cream all the time so yeah I really like that yeah. as a metaphor. Um, so like what I, I feel like we both do this a lot where we're given a theme and we're like, how can I go about this unexpectedly? Yes. And it's like, <laughs> like drums, you think, I mean, I would think like literal drums, which I was mm-hmm. expecting something with literal drums. And then you took the action of drumming something against something else. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool, especially to not even use it in a musically way a musical way so mm-hmm. yeah I think that's so interesting like when you're writing like how like is there a, like do you know you're doing it or are you purposely like I'm gonna try to be clever here <laughs> this one I really tried to like kind of write an up like an actual like story about a drummer I was gonna do some like high school romance like with a drummer in the jazz band thing uh, because I was in love with a drummer in jazz band. <laughs> so also, I guess, autobiographical. But um, because, yeah, it was going to be something like that. Something very like, oh, teen romance moment. But then, um, I don't know. I think I just like, it just came to, I was thinking about, you know, Nader and us and um we actually have been we've been binging Breaking Bad so um we are literally like in that position a lot of the time right now because we're just like trying we're getting through this show mm-hmm. so and just like how much I love it and the oatmeal of it all and mm-hmm. um yeah I just and then I thought about hearts and hearts beating and the sound and like the sound they make like drums and it kind of just went from there and I think I wrote the drumming on my skin without even thinking about it being a part of the drums 
team. That's cool. <laughs> I think I did that on accident. <laughs> <laughs> you thought about it too much, and then later, yeah. like it just like weeded its way in. It, I manifested uh, it basically. Yeah. yeah. So, do you feel like this pass is the final pass, or will you revise it? Um, if I were to need to put it in some kind of a more professional venue, then I would revise it a little bit. I'd probably. Um, I might make it longer, honestly. It is pretty mm. short. Yeah. 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 But usually, like, because uh, I, I kind of saw it more as, like, a sketch in time. Like, you had mentioned it was a moment. Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned that Nader kind of called it a poem or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it could be a poem because not, not all poems rhyme. And it's more of a sketch of a moment if you think about it. So. Yeah, yeah. I also and, you have, and you have such beautiful phrasing that I feel like oh, you, you could totally lean that way further and just really nail that, you know? Yeah, I think it's also verse in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. So, yeah, thank you for saying that, though. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I feel like it, it might be at least of everything I've read of yours, and I've by no means have read everything you've ever written, but... I do feel like it's uh, probably one of the most sophisticated things I've I've read of yours so far. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> sophisticated you. I finally got to sophistication. <laughs> I feel like Taylor after Folklore came out. Ah, so classy. <laughs> so classy. But no, I appreciate you saying all of that. And I think it's a good like starting point for my stories this season it made it got me excited to write more um, so yeah because that's one of the hard things about writing it's like not necessarily the writing although it can be hard it's Mm -hmm. like the getting doing it (laughs) like just sitting down and like focusing on the writing so do you have anything else to add about the creation of this piece no, I just want to say thanks to Nader for letting me expose our <laughs> our world to yeah, everyone. That's so true. I have to say though, because like in, in you saying that Nader loved being written about, like mm-hmm. I find that Matt loves when I draw comics about us. Oh, for sure. And I feel like it's like I mean, oh gosh, it's also like because Taylor wrote a song about her boyfriend, like the current guy. I think she's seeing. And he was asked what it was like to have a song written about him. He's like, I like it. I don't, like, I don't know why everyone freaks out about it because I yeah. enjoy it. And uh, I think it is a form of like, it's like a love language in itself. Oh, is like sure. making something inspired by someone, you know? And the amount of songs that she has written just about him. I think the amount of songs she's written about him I feel like is like the same amount of songs as she's written about all of her other boyfriends who she's written about together like Mm. there's there's a good three albums four albums full of songs about him so everyone leave Taylor alone I agree (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so you gotta dare me now Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Um, since we're talking about Taylor and one of my favorite songs on the folklore album is August. I think I'm going to dare you summer. (laughs) All right. Gotcha. 
that's your thing summer okay summer i got it all right you know when i lived in the midwest i totally never considered august a summer i always thought it was the intro to fall uh but that's so not true in out here on the west coast but also i think it's just changed since the 90s but i absolutely hate august and summer in california southern california specifically it's too flipping hot yeah it's really hot and where i grew up in reno we have um this week-long festival called hot august nights and um it's like during the hottest week of the year and everyone brings out um their like vintage cars and you like it's just like a showcase of vintage cars okay well that's kind of cool and it's pretty cool but it's really hot is the point yeah i kind of just hibernate during august if at all possible oh it's definitely a time where you stay inside (laughs) yeah like two years ago i took on like directing a play and it started rehearsals in august and i was like so upset i was like no No. yeah (laughs) why (laughs) honestly if i'm not going to the beach i'm not going outside in august yeah Yeah. i agree but anyways summer i will write a story on summer All right. See you next week. Bye. This episode of the JMA Spits of Jam Storytelling Podcast was produced by Christina and Cassie. Music by the wonderful Grace Sai. Connect with us on Twitter at Podcast and on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review. We hope by sharing these stories and being open about our process and how we word vomit our first drafts that you'll be encouraged to word vomit your own. The most important thing about writing is to write.